0: I, sorry, I need two minutes. I have to give Joe my tax documents. He's doing the taxes while, while we're recording. Important.
1: Sorry. Hello, friends and fiends. Welcome to Bugs Need Heroes, a podcast where an artist and an entomologist team up to illustrate the inspiring of billions of insects by creating a bug-themed superhero. I'm Amanda! Oh, oh my goodness i'm kelly <laughs> yeah. before we get started creating this bug themed hero what's bugging you kelly i called you kelly um, there for not a, a kelly <laughs> I, I tried to say too many words at once let me do that line again before we can start creating this bug themed and ins- oh it's inspired before we get start creating this bug inspired hero what's
0: bugging you kelly no, no, nothing bugging, but we did get a, a lovely listener email oh, yes, from I Sheena. Now I remembered. <laughs> it was so cute. It was such a uh, good Sheena email. Sheena is our, our first listener hero because she saved a, a little mason bee from the bus. Feels
1: like I love it. everywhere I turn, people are like, discovered mason bees. <laughs> the <laughs> internet has been <laughs> a wild with mason bee discovery this
0: year. A, a buzz? Oh my gosh, it was right
1: there, Kelly. What a fool I am.
0: (laughs) It's been a buzz
1: with uh uh, with Mason Beatisco. But it was a very cute email. Uh we love to get emails. It made honestly, I was I was riding that high for like a couple of days. (laughs) (laughs) It just uh, made
0: Amanda's week Yeah, it really did. It was so sweet, so cute. And uh so so heroic very heroic yeah send us your your bug heroism yeah we love to hear about it all i've saved this year is woolly bears because i keep finding them under my stuff (laughs) you've saved a lot of woolly bears this year though.
1: i I, also a buzz it seems like suddenly there's a lot of woolly bears and i wonder if that's something to do with that we like stayed inside for two winters and like they got a chance to be like now's now's the time now's our chance i've not been so disturbed this year
0: we're entering our woolly bear era. Yeah,
1: you know it, girl.
0: <laughs> I'm here.
1: Like you, you want to root what's, for an uh, anti hero.
0: What's bugging you? Anything?
1: Um, Spring has sprung, as they say. And with the springing of the sprung comes ants. Um, I don't know if you get the guys. I, I'm sure we talked about it in the pavement ant episode, but we get these little bitty little ants that when you smush them, or even just touch them or disturb them in any way, frankly. They put off a little stinky aura. <laughs> <laughs> Some people say it smells like blue cheese to them. I don't think it smells like blue cheese, but that's what oh. i say, is that it smells like blue cheese. Does it smell footy? It is Is it more of a footiness? I would say it's more acidic than it is footy. But it is it's mm. it's not pleasant. It's not good. I don't want it on me. Hold on. Derek's saying stuff. He
0: loves to talk about ants. Derek is disagreeing with you. He says they do smell like blue cheese. He says they taste like blue cheese. <laughs> Derek, you, have you been eating the ants? You ant eat stuff? a lot of
1: ants? No,
2: I've, I've had sandwiches where I didn't realize that the ants found the sandwich before I did.
1: <laughs> oh?
2: It's, Cody's going to have to in his
1: mouth when he hears you say that.
2: <laughs> it's there are worse
1: bugs. That's kind of how I feel about it. Like, like Yeah, it's just an my ant. My husband is so upset about the ants every single time. You know, and I don't want a harshest vibe. <laughs> <laughs> but we have two kids, which means sometimes crayons and not crayons, graham crackers and goldfish and peanut butter jelly sandwiches end up on the floor. And sometimes an ant finds them. And that means one one ant exists... <laughs> You can many answers. you can reasonably assume there's thousands more, um, and so like he's just he just hates it you know a single scout ant he's like we have to bomb the whole house you know like and I'm so not bugged by them that uh, it it sometimes causes contention between us because I'm like it's an ant like you need to chill and he's like Aah! so
0: but throw on your husband under the I'm bus sorry the Cody I love you so much.
1: And it's really, I know that I'm the one who's wrong. I know that I'm the one who's wrong. I should be more disturbed by finding a trail of ants, you know, under the couch. I just, I'm just not. Maybe it's the feralness inside of me. Like Kelly, I (laughs) am a feral
0: wild child. (laughs) Everyone's got the streak. Everyone's got that feral animal streak.
1: But I always think of ants as like the most basic bug you know it feels like oh the... we're we're gonna talk about an even more basic bug today <laughs> that's what i'm saying like I, if you told me <laughs> the basic form of a bug is an ant i'd be like sure but it turns out i'm wrong it turns out there's an even more basic beezy out there <laughs> out there buzzing away at, called the silverfish so it's not even named yeah. it's not even oh, named yeah. a bug name it's a it's a fish <laughs> name. but we
2: wanted to talk about something else first
1: Oh, we do want to talk about something else first. Something else. Buggy. At least two bug-themed trailers have dropped this week. I don't know that we'll talk about both of them, but we're going to talk about at least one of them.
2: I have added so, it. Added anyway, the link so. to the Discord. All
1: right. Should we just watch it
2: then? Yeah, there will. The listeners will hear a little Rotunda jingle, and then we'll hear Kelly's reaction. So, oh, okay. go ahead. Oh, and... it's
0: just mine. Is Amanda watch. Well, it?
2: Okay, so okay. just both play it, and then. Hold your thoughts, and then we'll come back.
0: Okay, I'm back. All right. Um, so I have no prior knowledge of Blue Beetle. I'm not a big DC person. I'm very much a Marvel person. Um, the actor is is fun. I think he looks he had cute. A very beautiful. You know, he's having a good time. In, direct, con- he had great in hair. direct contrast with what they did to poor George there with his hair. <laughs> what a look. <laughs> Um, it looks fun, but again, I don't have a prior connection to Blue Beetle, so I don't know how actual DC fans are going to react to it. Um, as far as is it like a Beetle? No. <laughs> Go with a hard no you on don't that. Do you think a Beetle could cut? Could cut a, a head? Head? <laughs> <laughs> I don't
1: think so. <laughs> he had cool wings, though. He had an interesting wing setup.
0: Yeah, uh, I think the costume's cool looking. Mm-hmm. The wings are very neat. Uh I like it, it his transformation looked very violent and uncomfortable. That was that was a yeah, lot. R- it
1: reminded me right? of in the mummy when the scarab if you've seen the mummy you know what part I'm talking mm-hmm. about. Uh where the scarab gets under that guy's skin and is like gonna take him from the inside it had a, it had a reminiscent feeling of like the scarabs inside you and there's nothing you can do about it now
0: yeah did it hurt was that a painful transformation or was it just weird well i don't know so in the comics the like in the trailer we just watched it melds to his back
1: and kind of uh integrates itself into his nervous system and i can't mm. imagine that's ever a comfortable journey to go that through sounds like a lot of Pain. Yeah, <laughs> anything involving your nervous system really doesn't feel like a good time. But I have to say, of all the DC trailers I've watched, this one feels the most
0: like a Marvel movie? Yeah. Oh yeah, this one feels like the most fun. Yeah. Uh, Other than maybe Shazam. Yeah, Shazam
1: was fun, but Shazam had a very different feeling.
0: Vibe. Yeah. yeah. yeah.
1: It It also kind of didn't feel like a I mean, I, we could get into a whole conversation about whether the DCU should, is, or is going to try and copy what the MCU did.
0: Uh, uh, I, I think they I should. Think they I should think they should, should go if they for want, it. If you yeah. want
1: to make money because uh, the yeah. MCU, whatever your feelings are about phase, what are we on? Phase six. Whatever your feelings about that are, they certainly have made money. Um, I think. I think four? Are we in phase four? Is it four? Is it still four? It I feel brilliant. like we've been on phase four for a hot minute here. <laughs> but uh... I mean, wasn't like Endgame like the highest grossing movie like in a long time? Something
0: like that. Yeah. Yeah. Oh like, yeah. Like
1: it's it's weird because um, you have to count like inflation and stuff. Like once you take away, I would inflation, like to
0: be better. introduced to some DC heroes that I might actually enjoy. And then if you can really build a good movie system. Yeah, then you're gonna get some folks who are interested in buying your comics, who previously, like me, have not bothered. Interesting
1: that the Blue Beetle trailer ended with a comic spot. Like this is where, if you're interested in this, you can read these comics to figure out. Because he's a that's great. He's that's a very fairly smart. new hero, so he oh, he's okay. a legacy character there, which is the comics term for there's someone else who had the name before him, right? So DC has this one format, which is not dissimilar to Marvel Universe one. Which is, <laughs> there's a really rich guy, and then something horrible happens to him, and he decides to use his riches to become a superhero, and the original Blue Beetle, like will... Batman, it, it, yeah. precisely, precisely, and that system gets used over and over again because it's a really easy way to justify how the guys have all this stuff. The Batman mm-hmm. has a lot of stuff because he's rich. The end. <laughs> his yeah. superpower is that He's rich. So, the original Blue Beetle, Ted Kord, is one of those guys. who. Technically, is... that's the second. Oh, you're right. Technically, oh yeah, you're right, you're right, you're right. Well, okay, so the one who had the title the longest is still Ted, though. So, Ted Kord is the rich guy, becomes the Blue Beetle. He's He's the Blue Beetle for a long time. His death is like a big moment in DC Comics because he wasn't a very popular character he wasn't like a big dude in the universe but the Mm -hmm. way he dies was like really important i don't want to get too (laughs) spoiled for you but uh his best (laughs) friend is a is a time traveler uh booster gold and booster spends an entire series trying to get back to the moment where ted gets killed and undo it but it turns out that like ted kind of has to die because uh it like unravels the universe if he doesn't like things uh, get really bad in uh, the universes where he yeah. doesn't make this ultimate sacrifice so they they kill blue beetle in a preparation to introduce the new blue beetle and that's this guy jaime and uh he's shown up in a lot of stuff since they really pushed him for a long time he teams up with batman a lot and he's got got that like i'm just a kid learning the ropes so he's kind of got that like baby spider-man thing going too Mm. he looks a little bit older in this usually he's like a teenager like firmly still in high school
0: oh okay uh yeah he looks like he's in his early 20s yeah this one which i get like it's hard to find
1: a really good teenage actor or someone in their early 20s who looks enough like a
0: teenager do that well i think also people don't want to watch teenagers if you want 30 year olds to come to your movie you can't do teenagers (laughs) i think that's not really plus you teenagers know. age so fast
1: i mean that's why they do it on riverdale and stuff is they don't oh, they yeah, don't yeah. really want to deal with he looked for you I mean, want
0: continuity right the
1: stranger <laughs> things cast is like barely held on to like the believability of being teenagers but they pushed him for a long time and i think it's because there's been a big push to get rid of the rich white guy format
0: mm-hmm. <laughs> which i think yeah, is fair yeah.
1: <laughs> but he's a uh, mexican-american i believe he lives in california so he was like a big push for a long time they, Te- texas is it texas i think he's in oh, texas. okay he's texas. el paso okay. oh el paso there you go so he's like firmly a uh, mexican-american and and represents a lot of that culture and so they pushed him for a long time because they were trying to be like us too right guys we care about this which <laughs> is his own topic of discussion about when companies do that sort of thing but i think he's a plus to the the dc universe where the the dc universe it,
0: it, knowing nothing about the the franchise um it, it's a fun it's a fun trailer and i would i don't think i'd go to the theater to watch it but i'd definitely watch it when it comes out on i guess i guess streaming services yeah. or whatever no
1: offense to the EU, but uh no.
0: that's kind of been my blanket statement ever since dawn of justice
1: <laughs> <laughs> i mean uh yeah 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 i, I we could get into the whole thing about how DC versus Marvel. Uh, I, I think with
0: COVID, do. with COVID too, I'm like a lot less likely to go to the movie theater. For anything. Unless yeah. it's something I can't live. Like if it's a Star Wars movie, I'm going to go to the <laughs> I movie theater. Star Wars dream but... last night, Kelly.
1: In my dream. Really? Star Wars. Well, interestingly, it was both a Star Trek dream and a Star Wars dream. When I was on the ship. How dare you? When I was on the ship, it was very clearly <laughs> a Star Trek dream. But when I was on the planets, it was a Star Wars dream. <laughs> <laughs> which if you know you know the difference between those two franchises so it was it was weird interesting something about like a psychic calrissian was there it was it was a whole thing and everyone had like that like (laughs) that makeup where like we need to make you look like an alien but we can't not make you a human so you've got like freckles (laughs) you've got like triangles around your eyes you know what i mean like (laughs) But yeah, that's very Star Trek. Very Star Trek. Because uh, they, well, especially TOS, they were like, how do we make you look like an alien? Oh, I guess we're just not going to. Okay.
0: Well, I think we have a somewhat alien bug to talk about today. I sort of. Cheater, have cheater, you ever cheater. seen a silverfish? I
1: Googled it last week when we decided, what are we going to talk about? And we you guys mm-hmm. were like, the silverfish. I was like, I don't even know what that is. So I did Google a picture of it. And <laughs> I can see why they call it a silverfish. It kind of looks like a dead fish that is laying on the, <laughs> the riverside, <laughs> having been stranded there by an unfortunate occurrence.
0: Yeah, they're, they're very shiny. They've got that kind of flat body. And the, the flatness extends to almost like the shape of a fishtail towards the end.
1: Hold well, on, I'm going to get...
0: Yeah, you gonna get reacquainted reacquainted with
1: with, he looks the most like what I would say so a lot speaking of aliens a lot of times (laughs) we will base aliens that we need to look very alien from humans on bugs and I would say that this (laughs) silverfish looks the most like if I needed to base an alien creature and make it not accessible to the humans this is what I would draw it is just a long tube tapered at the end
0: with six little leggies going out of it. And that is it. <laughs> it is a very, very basic form, right? Yeah. Uh, we talked a lot about They're also a those... really ancient, oh. ancient group of, of bugs too. So that's kind of.
1: Well, the, it, as you know, know. Kelly, the an- most ancient bug is the dragonfly, the size of a kite that flies <laughs> around in, in, in dinosaur
0: paintings. Oh, you can't have a dinosaur <laughs> painting without like a one foot long yes, dragonfly. Exactly. That's the I don't, especially if you're a kid from the '80s or '90s. I don't make the all the posters
1: for like that. But yeah, this. So, where are these guys, and am I likely to encounter them myself?
0: Oh, oh yeah, they're all over the place. They're everywhere. Um, they're pretty, pretty cosmopolitan. Uh, you will find them in your attic or basement. They like it dark. They're pretty nocturnal, and they like it damp because they don't want to desiccate so they don't want to dry out so you'll probably find them maybe in your bathroom uh attic yeah it seems like a it seems like a bathroom
1: boy looking at him (laughs) like he looks like a little basement dweller yeah he he looks like (laughs) he's hanging out in your dank spaces (laughs) so he's got this like whip thing on his little booty here
0: those are uh, Cersei. Okay, and I think we've we've talked about Cersei with a few other bugs. And it's these three. It's like a, I don't I, pronged isn't the right word because they
1: don't start at the same spot. But he's got three of these little Cersei. The coming out in every coming direction. Coming out of him, I see at least three. I think three seems to be the standard on all these guys.
0: Yep. Yeah, I think so and too. And what is the purpose of those? Um, <laughs> when they're when they're like ready to mate, the male and the female do like a three-part little courtship dance uh-huh. and they tickle each other with them.
1: Oh my gosh, that's so cute.
0: <laughs> oh, they have little tickle fights. <laughs> I like you, do you yeah, like do. me? <laughs> yeah, they tickle each other with with their Cersei, which just sounds so ridiculous. Like the first the first part, they they face each other and then they kind of like tickle each other and then the second part, the male runs away and the female has to chase him. It's so goofy. Just picture these two little bugs. I'm not gonna lie. So far, this sounds like a Regency novel.
1: <laughs>
0: <laughs> Jason. He's scared of men. The, the third part, they line up next to each other, head to tail, and then he tickles her with this Cersei until she she's ready to ready to mate. But it's such a weird little. Dance. We don't do a lot of of
1: mate talk on this podcast. Uh, we don't. But my gosh, I'm glad we included this one because that is adorable.
0: A little courtship behavior. We call it courtship behavior. It's it's very funny. I was at the duck pond. A lot other of bugs have courtship. Of courtship
1: behavior. They do
0: that like head thing. Oh, oh yeah, the head bob. Yeah, ducks are
1: well, ducks. ducks
0: can get a little aggressive though.
1: We didn't witness any aggressiveness, which I was thankful for because oh, I had good. my four year old with me, and he would have asked questions I was not ready to answer. Well, no, we did see some no. some lady love ducking.
0: <laughs> right now, um, here where I live, the pigeons are all courting. Do they so do the, the head males thing too? Have, like, they do the head thing and they fluff out their throat feathers, which are really iridescent in male pigeons. And the male will follow the female. I imagine being a pigeon Oh, right sorry. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and the male will kind of follow the female around, bobbing his head at her until she... Till she acquiesces, oh. um, he looks like he's just annoying her until she finally says, "Fine, fine." fine okay.
1: <laughs> <laughs> but not not our our boy, the basic the basic
0: bug, silverfish. No. He tickles no, you until a whole you say, "Hee Okay. <laughs> it kind of makes them a lot more likable. Uh, I think when most people see, like I know our listeners will Google um, silverfish while we talk, and um, I know they're not traditionally pleasant to look at no
1: like i said they, do have they are very a cute little dance very very buggy <laughs> a very bugged looking bug remind me a little <laughs> bit of a movie i've never seen actually but i remember seeing the posters for it everywhere um oh now i'm not gonna remember the name district nine district oh yeah I think it's district nine i like district nine
0: you've never seen it I've it's very good i haven't seen it oh it's worth watching
1: I believe you i've heard it's one of the really great examples of like how to make an alien species really look alien and then still keep them like relatable
2: because like yeah. isn't
1: the the main characters like uh alien bug but he's born on earth so he doesn't know the culture of his his home planet because
0: he's from earth it's it's a little more uh a little more complicated than okay. that i think if you can find it streaming, okay, I'll you add that definitely to my list. watch. It's not scary, I know. I know you don't like I scary, don't but like uh, scary. it's not a scary movie. It's it can be a little I don't know. I wouldn't say graphic, but there are a couple parts. But I don't. Yeah, I don't think you'll have a problem with it. It's good. I'll add it to Put my it bug list. list. <laughs> so today we're going to talk about bug basics. What and is use a bug? the silverfish? Yeah, as. I'll try to use him as an example throughout the the question. So before we define how we use the term bug, I think we should maybe mention taxonomy because that's... Is this your chance to finally
1: use all your jargony jargon? (laughs)
0: I'm going to try not to be too jargony because I want everyone to be able to understand this uh, and not fall asleep mid-sentence. That would be nice. So taxonomy is the way that we classify everything living on the planet um, how things are related so all animals come from the same well everything on the planet has a common ancestor and as things branch away we get more and more specific so you remember what was your ever kingdom phylum class order family genus species did you have a little mnemonic in school i did not and i I wish i did because i'm so
1: bad at Category like remembering what the order is, like or even what they are like. Kingdom is kingdom the one where you're like you're a mammal, you're a reptile. No, see, I I don't even know.
0: <laughs> uh, we we had when it was King Philip came over for good soup. Um, good soup. Sometimes it's <laughs> sometimes it's King Philip came over for good sex. If you're We're keeping like, it like a funny funny kid in high school, you know, uh, and that's how you remember what the order. Of the of the taxonomic groups are, the kingdom is the first, and for the silverfish, that's animalia. So everything under that branch is an animal. And then phylum is arthropoda. Okay. Do you remember what? I remember. So arthropods arthropods are. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) So an arthropod. All of our bugs. uh, Yeah, all our buggy boys have been
1: arthropods so far. Does arthropod have to have a crunchy outside?
0: It does have to have a crunchy outside. The, Very good. The pot. Crunchy outside, creamy inside. Oh, a little cream puff. <laughs> Delicious. <laughs> little
1: Cadbury and, egg. Then the, <laughs>
0: <laughs> and then the class, which is I think what most people think of when we say bugs, is insecta. So these are everything in the class. Silverfish are insects, right? Answer insects, beetles isabella tiger moth and moly bear all insects okay okay so
1: that's why a spider is so a spider is an arthropod so he's yes. in the same category as everyone then but he's you go the next in one the same down, phylum the same phylum so then you go the mm-hmm. next one down and that's when you start to split between like arachnids and insects right
0: and, yeah
1: are crabs in there too crustacea
0: crustacea yeah. Yeah. Uh, it's a
1: great word. I'm sorry, crustacea is a great. It's word It's a fun word. <laughs> okay, 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 okay. I'm with you. I'm with you. I'm with you.
0: I'm learning more right now um, than then, I did in
1: any biology class. Yeah.
0: And then the order is Zygentoma. Um, so when we think order, I think you probably have a easier time with Hymenoptera, which are bees, wasps, ants, and sawflies. So we know how all those guys are related. Okay, at that level. All right, I think we. I'm sorry, I, I think I've we talked a about that. Chain in my head. So he's an animal because he's alive.
1: Mm-hmm. Well, I guess plants are technically alive because he's a because he's a dude. He's a dude walking around. He's a dude, and then he's a arthropod because he's got a crunchy outside, and then mm-hmm. he's an insect because he only has six legs. Mm-hmm. And I assume there's other categories. So we'll, there uh, are other <laughs> characteristics, but
0: six, six we'll legs go with six five. legs is our basic
1: our basic uh yeah. category six leggy boy and then from there it splits into bees and ants are the round guys so- <laughs> <laughs> they got
0: three little no. no um, so yeah that's the order level okay this these guys order is zygentoma bees ants wasps uh sawflies are hymenoptera dragonflies and damselflies i know you'll love those there that's too. odonata okay so you can kind of see how at the order level things start to get a little bit more specific, right? So they are they're more closely related. Is that
1: a word I yep. could? Okay, yeah. More closely yeah. related to each other.
0: Everything in that order, yeah, is more close is related to each other.
1: So, like, how far down, like on a mammal chain, could you go? Like mammal, uh, uh,
0: canine. It would be canine next. <laughs> Um, well, we can think about uh, producer Derek's favorite animal, bats. Oh, okay, okay, okay. So that would be Chiroptera. Does that make sense? Yes. So all the bats all are all the one, bats are one
1: group, and then from there you split into more specific bats.
0: Right, and those would be family. So for the silverfish, it's family Lepis Lepismatidae. I think a better family if we're thinking about. We'll use my fav- one of my favorite spiders the wolf spider. Okay. Their family is Lycosidae. So everything under Lycosidae is a wolf spider of some kind. Can you kind of picture those? Yes. Have you seen those before? Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. I, there are many a jumping yeah, yeah. spider lives around here. <laughs> oh no, no, wolf, wolf spider. Oh sorry, wolf spider. But um, jumping spider is also its own family. That's Salticidae. So jumpy So all those little fuzzy babies okay. are okay. their own family. So they're
1: going to yeah. look vaguely similar once you get to family. Mm-hmm. They're all going to look right. Everything should start to really their silhouettes should all start to resemble each other by the time you get to yeah. the
0: family. Okay, great. And then for silverfish, then we have genus and species. So the genus is uh, Lip- Lipisma. At the genus level, everything is really closely related. Like, let's see, what's a good, what's a good genus? So, like, to think of, like, with like a gray wolf. And a, a red wolf
1: be like that close, or is that even uh, cat? Yeah,
0: Canis. Yep, yeah, Canis is a good. Okay, that would be Canidae, but Canis is the genus underneath Canidae, the family, and then you get the species level, and everything in that species is the same. That's the guy. It's, it's one. It's one. This species. is a one puma,
1: That's a lion. These they're in the same.
0: Right. Family, yeah, this is family, but they're not the
1: same animal. Okay, so okay, so one more time, let's go over let's use an example of cats because everyone likes cats so it's a animal because it's a walking around it's Mm a mammal because it's a a furry dude who has milky uh and then from there it's uh okay after (laughs) okay so it's (laughs) mammal and then it's family is that correct i'm I'm gonna Oh hold on, I gotta write da- I gotta write down the what is it, King Ready Kingdom Phylum. Okay, so King Philip comes what's he do? <laughs> what's King Philip do? He comes over for some good
0: soup. Mm-hmm. Or good steak if you're a steak person. Or you know, whatever works with an S soup. Okay. So his kingdom is he's a mammal. Kingdom, no. His kingdom is he's an We're talking cats? Yeah. Okay. Kitties. Alright, so his kingdom is he's animalia. Oh he's an animal. Okay, okay, animal. And then his he's phylum a okay not yet his oh. phylum is he's a, <laughs> I'm gonna get this. he's a he's a chordate oh he has a spinal spinal cord
1: oh okay i'm sorry i missed i missed the anthropod versus you missed the arthropod section yeah arthropod yeah section. okay <laughs> um okay so he has a spine so he's an animal with a spine so what's next and then he has fur and gives milk. Then he's a mammal. Uh-huh. Okay, okay, okay. So he's okay. a mammal. Uh from what do you think his order is? Oh, I don't. If we were talking cats still See, this is where I want to put like Felix. Felix, Felis felicis. I feel no, like No, it's
0: way 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 way, way down. Okay, so yeah. Order- so he's a carnivore. Carnivore.
1: carnivore. I- See, I think of that as a mm-hmm. behavior more than I think of it as like a category of <laughs> like I'm categorizing you. But I guess this is why I'm not a sciencey person okay so they he eats meat then and then
0: he's his family is then he's a cat then he's a then he's yeah, a cat, yeah. he's a cat. <laughs> then he's a cat, he's a cat. feel a day yeah then he's a cat so feel a day
1: and then genus I really don't know the difference between genus and species
0: <laughs> oh there's a, so the, there there can be many animals in one genus okay the species is a single animal. Okay. And so this at the bottom is kitty. So between,
1: how do I get so, between he's a cat and he's this kind of cat. So what's the step I'm missing in between there with genus.
0: So um, genus is Felis. Okay. So you have your domestic cat, which is Felis catus. Oh, and then you have okay, I see. the European wild cat, which is um, Felis sylvestris. Do you see the difference? So they're both cats, but they're not the same species of cat.
1: Okay. Okay, I guess I okay. All right, all right, all right, all
0: right. Is that is that locked in now? I, 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 think, so you got I
1: it? think I've got it. I will not remember it in five minutes when you ask me, but it's it's all about just trying to chisel down from general size and shape of a
0: creature all the way down to to this hyper specific yeah. one species. Right. Okay. So I don't know how much of this will make taxonomy. it in the podcast
1: because of how much I messed it up, but
0: no, that's okay. <laughs> That's okay. Does that make sense? Yes.
1: I, I mean I knew what it was for, but like I will, I will always be confused about like what categorizes as a big enough change between two creatures to call right. them a separate
0: chain. Of- well, if you think about episodes that we've talked about mm-hmm. um, or episodes that we've done, we don't usually do the species. So we did with Isabella tiger moth, right? Sort of. Um, we talked about other moths. Yeah, but... We talked about others, yeah. Um, you know what we we did with the Death's Head Hawk Moth. Okay. Right? That's a very specific it's three species. We talked about all three species. So the moths seem
1: to be the one that we really
0: <laughs> we hone
1: in on a moth. <laughs> Everyone else will talk we, about We their, love a moth. They're they're basic family,
0: not family. See? This is what I do. Sometimes, sometimes family. Sometimes okay. we really do cover family. And that gives us a wide enough view to cover lots of interesting parts of those. So um, I think late oh, ladybugs was family level. Too. Yeah. We didn't cover well, specific I think ladybugs. S-
1: like Spider-Man. He's a family. He covers all kinds
0: of spiders, right? Um, yeah, I guess, I guess you can call, <laughs> you can call Spider-Man a family. Well, <laughs> I, never, I haven't thought about well, it that well, way. I just but... mean that like powers wise, <laughs> he's taking the powers of a whole family of group. Um, well, I think, I think actually we would probably bump that up to the order level. Because remember, for a family, it would be Jumping Spider right. and Wolf Spider. Okay, okay. So we'd, yeah. we'd pop that up to Arraniae, which is just true spiders. So he,
1: Spider-Man, is an order superhero. I'm trying to think if there's yes. anybody who's like further down
0: the chain than that. I am surprising myself with how many, how many of these names I remember <laughs> off, the, off the top of my head. So, okay.
1: I'm thinking. So Spider Man has the powers of any spider. So he has the powers of a whole order. Order. A yep. Black Panther is named after one specific species. So he has. So he should only have the powers of a black of one panther animal. Yeah. So he doesn't he's get to animal. do anything lions do because he's a black panther.
0: Right. I mean, if they were fo- if they were truly following how, how <laughs> well this works, no. then yes, but. I don't think the MC is paying attention to taxonomy and that's okay. Cause it makes for fun. Right. But so does that make sense Do you? Can you. The pyramid has chiseled understand? down to its finest. Power? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> so from there, I think we can kind of talk about what, what do we consider a bug for the podcast? What do you think? What do we call a bug? Here? I think
1: we, re- I think we've gone all the way back
0: to Anthropod with r's arthropod oh am i saying no ant. no
1: ant (laughs) no ant (laughs) arthropod i think arthropods so crunchy on the outside gooey on the inside
0: Mm -hmm. yeah there's well there's a few characteristics of an arthropod i think
1: i don't know because we kind of are covering two of the next one down but we're not because like, we're not doing crabs or anything we haven't done anything crabby because when you say insect i'm we definitely haven't. when you're thinking bug i'm not thinking crabs but i guess technically right. if we're going by that if we're going by we're going strictly <laughs> you know the phylum is correct then
0: we could well, P- producer Derek is right bug is a vibe bug is a yeah i don't think crab is have definitely a, bug a vibe. vibe
1: i would say a lobster has a either. higher bug vibe than a crab Wait, why? What's your bug know. vibe criterion? Maybe, maybe because he's more shaped like a silverfish. Or maybe a silverfish <laughs> is more shaped like him. Oh. <laughs> yeah. What came
0: first? What came first? <laughs> silverfish or the lobster? The chicken or
1: the egg? <laughs> um, I, that being said, so I don't either. think a lobster has a bug vibe. I know some people call them sea bugs, whereas a shrimp has always, a much higher uh,
0: bug yeah. vibe. Shrimp is a higher bug vibe to me than I think any other crustacean. Especially the mantis shrimp. Yes. Have you ever seen those? Yeah. Well, we should cover the mantis shrimp. We'll make it our, like, we'll make it an official bug. <laughs> we we'll well, for the officially podcast. Officially
1: say the mantis shrimp. Little punchy guy is officially a bug.
0: <laughs> it's a bug.
1: <laughs> okay. Okay. Interesting. Bug is a vibe. So we've counted spiders as bugs. We've counted ants as mm-hmm. bugs. We're counting the silverfish as a bug. But would I count a centipede as a bug. Centip- I would say a centipede is definitely a bug. Yeah. But is a worm a bug? Because he's not really Ooh. crunchy on
0: the outside. I would not consider a worm a bug. But what about caterpillars? They're... they're also
1: not crunchy on the outside. But they're become they crunchy become crunchy
0: on the outside. crunchy. <laughs> they become crunchy. That's true. <laughs> and they have six legs. Even caterpillars have six legs. You know, you say that. And I'm imagining a caterpillar. <laughs> and they, they they do have like six little nubbins often. But I don't know if they even have six legs. <laughs> They're they're technically legs, and then they have the pseudopods in the back, which are false legs, and they really just kind of like give them a little balance. A worm, has got nothing.
1: No leggies, not a bug. Okay, all right.
0: We're, I'm trying to think of any arm bugs that are, I'm going gonna... <laughs> to down to what <laughs> qualifies. <laughs> okay, so you have to have legs to be a bug. Would you consider a water bear a bug?
1: Oh the most memed bug on the internet
0: i <laughs> yes i don't think they're crunchy on the outside well there yeah. are varying degrees of crunchiness when true. you're talking exoskeletons but look at all those little leggies he does got. have a lot of little leggies and that face that is horrifying
1: <laughs> they do have a horrifying horrifying face. little face people love to meme them and i'm like i don't think you guys are really under selling how horrifying his little face is
0: yeah i don't know i think there are, I'm sure they'll, there will be a worm. Maybe we will talk about a worm at some point. And I'll, I'll just, you know, I'll deal with it <laughs> as far as bugs go. So
1: arthropods, we've said <laughs> their <laughs> defining characteristic is that they're <laughs> crunchy on the outside, gooey in the middle, <laughs> with a variance level of crunch, what qualifies yes. as a crunch.
0: Is there anything else that makes you an arthropod? Leggy, crunchy? So I would, I would say there's probably s- six main characteristics of an arthropod. Someone can fight me if they think there's more or less, but this is the list that I, I would think about when I'm talking arthropods. So they're invertebrates, right? They have no spine. Crunchy on the outside. They have an exoskeleton that's the crunchy part, and that's made of chitin. And that's different chitin than keratin,
1: is... because that's what yes. we have for fingernails is that yes, a little different sorry this, that's too specific a question to be like is that a mammal thing because like i know rhinos have keratin but don't like sharks have keratin um that i don't know uh, I we're getting into,
0: can't, we're getting I don't into know so that. many animals yeah. that kelly's like bro i'm the bug lady get out of here <laughs> I'm, I'm actually also like kind of a bird lady i did a bunch of bird work too for a while oh okay so ker- keratin is um feathers feathers keratin makes feathers okay so not keratin and chitin are not the same not thing. The thing. Uh, mushrooms are made of chitin. I
1: knew I couldn't trust if you those be dang concern, mushrooms.
0: <laughs> concerned about that. I always say mushrooms are chitin. All right, so they are invertebrates. They have an exoskeleton made of chitin, which is varying degrees of crunchiness. Uh, their bodies are segmented. So when we think about think about our friends the the insects, they have a head, they have a thorax, they have an abdomen very segmented body plan
1: I'm looking at the silverfish and I I guess he is still segmented his head is definitely a head this is my head and then he's kind of got this thicker body portion that must be his Mm -hmm. middle and then he's thorax thorax. and then his abdomen is Mm -hmm. this
0: longer looks like more bendy tail area yeah Yep, that, that little, our little friend the silverfish has all the, has the three main parts, body plan of other insects. Right.
1: I just feel like it's easier to see on an ant because an ant
0: like gets, it's it real squinchy yeah. in between the two sections. <laughs> squinch, squinch. And uh, I feel like an ant's head is a lot more defined yeah. than a silverfish's head. The silverfish head almost blends into the thorax. Yeah. Uh, they have joints. All arthropods have limb, uh, jointed limbs. Think about a spider when it walks. You can really see the defined joints in the legs. Or even um, our friends, the the lobsters that we were talking about earlier. They very much, much so have jointed limbs. They have an open circulatory system, which I think we talked about. What episode did we talk about that?
1: Well, we've talked about it several times because I find it to be wild.
0: (laughs) Wild. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) So totally open circulatory system just out there for the world and the sixth characteristic is they are bilaterally symmetrical do you know what that means that means they have to be the same on both sides yeah, yeah. exactly but what about like a yeah. little
1: fiddly crab i guess does it count that he has he's got claws on both sides it doesn't matter that one but is, they're so cl- yeah one's a it's okay one's that big. one's bigger <laughs> <laughs> fiddly crabs are so goofy I see that they put a fiddler <laughs> crab as Sebastian in the new live-action Little Mermaid, which has not yet come out at time of recording. Oh, but that makes no sense because isn't a fiddler crab like an island crab? Why would he be at the bottom of the sea with yeah. the mermaid?
0: <laughs> well, yeah, fiddler crabs—they um, make little burrows in the sand. They're not—they're not like a in the water crab. Yeah, they're very much in the, the tidal zone. Yeah,
1: they're like don't They like lick all the sand. They lick all the little goodies <laughs> off the sand. I feel like that's what a fiddler crab does, right? <laughs> I'm just like the
0: males fight each other with their little, with their, like, big, with their big hand, big just... hand. My hand's bigger than your hand. Get out of here. Uh, uh, uh. Sometimes they don't even fight. They just wave it around, and then they they decide. All right, your claws bigger. If I'm not honest, isn't that
1: you. the case for most like male, where you have like a big display? They're like, look at me. You don't really want to fight because, like, let's face it, mm-hmm. they don't really want to fight because you could get hurt no. if you fought. Yeah, and if you get hurt and you
0: die, yeah. then you can't mate. So, mm. yeah, there's a lot of fo- tomfoolery that happens too. Sometimes a fiddler crab will wave around that big claw and most of the claw is empty. It's not, it's not even like... It's not even meaty in there? Uh, no. There was liars. a great BBC special on that. I don't know what it's called. Um, but yeah, so fiddler crab, also an arthropod.
1: So what makes the silverfish the most basic of buggy boys it's just that he doesn't he doesn't deviate from this standard at all (laughs) he's he he doesn't even have wings yeah i know i was gonna say a a lot of the bugs we've talked about have had wings even Mm -hmm. up to four wings (laughs) sorry i didn't make you take your water (laughs) although i find that to be debatable in the same way that we found like some of the nuances of this listing to be debatable, because I do not <laughs> think the outer shell should be counted as wings. But... So, he doesn't even have wings. That's how, like, how basic no. he is. Wings come he's... later in a chain of, now I need to get away! He
0: just was well, nice and flat. He doesn't really... He's gonna be in crevices. He's wedging his way through this world. Wings. Yeah. Um, they're pretty small. They're maybe uh 13 to 25 millimeters so that's half an inch to one inch in length okay picture that yeah not like huge so we talked about uh uh, i was gonna say
1: so we talked about earwigs i don't know that that episode before or after this one sorry for the background to the podcast sometimes we record them in the wrong order uh but we talked about earwigs and the earwigs have been basically in the same Spots that we're talking about the silverfish in your bathroom under a log mm-hmm. in the crevices, but the earwig mm-hmm. does have wings and the silverfish does yes. not.
0: So that's really the difference between the two. When I lift up a log, that's what I'm going to see. <laughs> oh no, they're I mean they're they're really very different animals, even though they kind of look similar. Um, but they're yeah they're not very closely related. They're called silverfish because they are silver and look a little fishy. It's a very easy done. Yeah. <laughs> done yeah. <laughs> This is hey look at
1: that bird over there. It's uh it's blue. It's a blue bird. Look at this blue bug over bird. here. It's silver
0: like a fish. Just silver fish. <laughs> <laughs> I like that they're they're all kind of um carrot shaped. Yeah, they're kind of carrot shaped. Little...
1: <laughs> the longer I look at him, because I, I do have a picture of him up. And it just seems like he's just, just like dragging his booty around because like yeah. it's it's like as long as the rest of him, but it's not like supported in any way. I, very lobster, yeah, it's very lobster.
0: Weirdly long abdomen. Um, it's like and they they live kind of long. They live for about three years. Oh, that's a long time in Bugland. It is a long time. He's bug passing land. on it, his buggy it's like wisdom. Like a long lived, <laughs> but they. It's funny for such a long lived bug. A female will produce probably less than a hundred eggs oh, over the course really? of this three years. Because we've
1: had some so, bugs yeah. that are like, I live nine months from egg yeah. to moth or whatever it is, and it's like a thousand eggs all at once. <laughs> and this guy's like,
0: I got three years; I can space this out a little bit. <laughs> it's it's kind of ridiculous. They are kind; of, they're a, a bit of a menace. Oh, so no. they like to eat. Um, they like. So they have cellulase in their mid-gut, which means they can process cellulose, and they will eat your books. My and books! The glue. They're a little bit of a book menace. So don't store your books in the attic or in the basement, because the silverfish will eat, will eat them. No one wants that. I certainly don't. Unless you hate that book, then go ahead. <laughs> Give it. <laughs> Just dump it in there. Uh, so silverfish go through three stages. Egg nymph adult. I think we've covered we've covered a few like that before, haven't we? That only no pupil stage. The hold on, incomplete metamorphosis.
2: Oh mm. yes, oh yes.
0: <laughs> <laughs> so the the silverfish actually does one even better, which is called um, ametabolous development, which is simple metamorphosis, uh, and that means between the nymph and the adult stage. There's really very little changes that happen. They're basically <laughs> the same thing. He just like graduates. He's just like, and yeah. Here I am. He become becomes ready to mate, sexually mature. That's that's and really still the do that, only like, difference. I'm gonna shuffle out of my previous shell. Emerge. He does. Oh, okay. I think um, that it'll take about six or seven molts to become an adult. But and this is super weird to me. They continue molting as adults. Oh.
1: Even though are they getting bigger with mulch or are they just like this, these are this
0: is useless to me. This skin's used up. <laughs> <laughs> they're just molten. Uh, they can molt between 17 and 66 times. What that's a range! What, what one paper was saying. <laughs> yeah. And uh one a few I think were recorded molting 30 times in one year. I don't know what they're doing. Just my gosh, that's like every that... week and a half. <laughs> yeah a lot of molt time they need need a better moisturizer this guy yeah (laughs) they're kind of weird that way but um going back to different metamorphosis so like i said these guys are simple and then we have something like uh grasshoppers go through uh development which is called gradual metamorphosis so if you look at a baby grasshopper Mm -hmm. they go from nymph to adult and their little wings start coming in a little bit at a time so there's more of a difference between a a young grasshopper and an adult than there is between a young silverfish and an adult silverfish. Is the grasshopper more bodily changes Is the grasshopper as dramatic as a
1: tadpole to a frog or is it a little less dramatic than that?
0: No, no less I would say tadpole to frog is closer to maybe dragonfly larvae to adult dragonfly where he just slowly gets his little leggies coming in, and then his
1: tail goes away,
0: <laughs> and like, "Oh, I'm a frog now." Right. So dragonflies are hemimetabolous development, which is incom- like true incomplete metamorphosis. So adults lose some of the traits that the nymphs had, but there's no pupil stage. Right. Does that make sense? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's- and then the f- final is holometabolous, which is complete metamorphosis, and that you can think butterflies. Okay. I've I've created a like little home for drastic. myself. Bam! I, yeah. I turn to a goo and I emerge a butterfly. <laughs> so their metamorphosis is a lot more complicated, I think, than we generally think about. So
1: with mammals, mm-hmm. we're not an incomplete metamorphosis because we don't molt.
0: We're like constantly well, we, changing. We would not use any of these terms to describe. Nope. Them okay, once. yeah, I just
1: I, I just <laughs> yeah.
0: want to make sure. Yeah. I just want to make sure because yeah.
1: like we do things like go through puberty and that changes our bodies. But I I don't know. I'm just trying to think of like is I like you're trying to make people into bugs right I, now. I always <laughs> am trying to make people into bugs. but well, like how oh there's a lot of Grasshopper's getting his yeah. wings is that similar to like, oh you're getting your wisdom teeth. You're a grown up now. Here you
0: go. Here's your um, grown I'm, up teeth. <laughs> I'm gonna allow it. Sure you, why not? we can <laughs> it's not it's not even not even kind, kind of close <laughs> but that's okay it's a cute comparison <laughs> i just I, I think it's funny to
1: think of like oh this grasshopper is like slowly getting wings is i don't know you ever, yeah have you ever seen a
0: nymphal grasshopper and just got these half wings going on i
1: i think the only nymphal grasshoppers i've seen is when they're like they're super the big heads yeah and squatty they're bodies super <laughs> tiny and they're like a bright bright green rather than that like more I don't know, dull, hard green that an adult grasshopper gets, and I don't know if that means they're a little bit squishy still or what.
0: <laughs> uh, it could depend on the species. I don't know what grasshoppers you guys have out there. There's a lot of grasshoppers, like a lot, so I can't really. Yeah, grasshoppers just it feels definitely feels like one of those ones where
1: it it splits a lot because if it eats a different thing, it does a different thing. <laughs> but based the basic <laughs> shape and form of a grasshopper is a grasshopper. Blanket statement. And, like, the difference between a grasshopper and a locust is always a little dicey for me. <laughs> so, okay, so you said that he, this, our little Sylvie Fishy friend, he mm-hmm. is sometimes a pest because he'll eat your books. Right, There's, and get into your flower and stuff. Yeah. Is that, like, the category? Because, again, with me trying to make humans into bugs, I talk a lot about, like, but what does it do for me <laughs> when I'm, like, raiding them <laughs> at the end? So is... It eats things I don't want it to eat, like the blanket. This is what qualifies you as a pest. You eat something I don't want you to eat. Oh, you create something I want to eat. So you're a beneficial bug. Like where does beneficial yeah, it, versus pest,
0: where does that ride? Oh, it's really, it's really human centric. Of course. It's, it's just about us. It's all about us and what we find to be irritating and not. So beneficial bugs have jobs that are good for humans. Uh, they mm, do things we like. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, Got to get a <laughs> job or you're here. no good. <laughs> yeah. Like ladybugs eating aphids. We consider ladybugs beneficial. And then if it's a pest, it just it, it does things we don't like. That's it. It's all it takes. You can think about my friends, the mosquitoes. Yeah, They're considered pests, but they're also pollinators. Ooh. So they're beneficial to... You know the ecosystem, but we don't like them because they cause disease and they are, they make us itchy. And the exception to the rule in this case is the spider because a spider
1: is a beneficial that it eats pests like mosquitoes. But we just don't like it, so it's a pest. It's we gotta go. Yeah, they make us uncomfortable. <laughs> they make us uncomfortable, yeah. so they gotta go.
0: <laughs> Poor spider, really get the the short end of the stick here. Yeah, we have lots of like cockroaches or pests. Um, drain flies that come out of your drain if you get like a clog or whatever. Um, carpet beetles, flower moths, all those things. Answer a pest, technically. To Cody. I know to Cody, Cody thinks to answer pests. Are pests.
1: <laughs> it's just funny because so many of these bugs, I would say they are beneficial. They just aren't beneficial in a way we immediately get gratification from. Because like
0: mm-hmm. if we
1: didn't have bugs, there'd just be like carcasses like everywhere <laughs> like you know
0: like cause who would get rid of them if not for all these little buggy bugs yeah bugs are bugs break down uh break down dead things like, like and so do fungi and so do bacteria so we would still have things to kind of move that system along but yeah bugs are really important to that. interesting that we bugs call anyway.
1: lots of kinds of bacterium and stuff we call those bugs too
0: yeah yeah some uh like i got a stomach bug yeah right oh i've got this that is a common thing this
1: head cold bug or whatever yeah,
0: yeah. for the for the sake of the podcast i, I would not yeah, yeah, consider yeah, yeah. I, I they they're yeah. not the vibe they're not the vibe <laughs> they're not the vibe we're looking for yeah vibe is such a good a good descriptor for bugginess i like it oh you you had asked a question amanda a long time ago and i don't remember if we answered it you asked if they they keep all their organs in their booties
1: Yes, I do ask ask that a lot. <laughs> did, I, the, did I answer that question? I don't know that you did. So. I don't know that you did answer. Do they keep their because I think I am thinking specifically of the octopus when it, it which is not a bug. It it keeps it's wild to me that they keep all their organs like in their mantle. Like I think that's mm-hmm. yeah. crazy. And with your open circulatory system of the bug, that opens up a lot of options for where you keep your organs if you don't have to like <laughs> centralize it, right? So do they keep all their organs in their booties?
0: Yeah, every everything important is in the booty. Other than like some nerve ganglion, which kind of operate as brains. But yeah, the, so the head or the cephalothorax, we call it a cephalothorax if the head and the thorax are combined. Um, like a, we see that in spider sp- In spiders? Yeah, yeah. So spiders only have two segments. The eyes are there. The cerebral ganglia are there, which is kind of like a brain. The antennae, which is not really, I wouldn't consider them an organ, but that's where they are, in the mouth ports. The thorax, it might have some specialized glands that do very specific things, and it might have a crop. You know, some insects like grasshoppers have crops, like a bird.
1: Well, they just kind of keep
0: some, I don't
1: know, I, I, I feel like I'm going to say it wrong. Like, <laughs> they have like a, like a little storage zone. Is that what I was saying? Crop, yeah, that is?
0: crop, crop helps break things down before it enters the stomach. It's funny. It's like a bird. It, yeah, birds seem to have to do that like on both ends. It seems
1: like like <laughs> I got to break it down first, <laughs> then I got to put it through my stomach. There's a gizzard situation happening here somewhere. And then it's done.
0: Yeah, so that might be in the thorax sometimes. It kind of depends on what species we're talking about. Um and then the basically everything else is in the in the abdomen. It's got the mid gut, the hind gut, sometimes the crop if it's not in the thorax. All the reproductive organs, their hearts are in their butts. Um, venom glands if they're producing venom. All Is a good bug stuff. heart similar to a mammalian heart? No,
1: I would say not. No, given not really. that they have a totally different circulatory system setup. <laughs>
0: yeah. yeah, it's not, not the same. But yeah, so most of their organs are in fact in the booty. I could not hear the heartbeat of a little bug. <laughs> No, you. Could. I wonder if we could. I wonder if, if there's a way. There must be. I bet we actually could. But I don't know. That's it. That's a guess. Now I want to. <laughs> now I'm I would like to him hear him the heartbeat. Someone
1: who's got a, the
0: teeniest <laughs> oh, little microphone to listen to their little the, the stethoscope the size of a head of a pin. And they have a lot of the same organs that we do. They They may not be like ours, but they have the similar or similar functions. So we share sixty percent of our DNA with a fruit fly. That's which... oh wow! But isn't it
1: supposed to be <laughs> yeah. like a a like half your DNA is similar with a
0: banana? <laughs> so,
1: like it just feels like if you are alive, you have a certain amount of similarity with other yeah. things that have. I biological processes. folks are
0: generally a uh, a little surprised by that, though. But um, it's like, yeah, we're, like we like share kind of close a lot with a to, Like, too. is
1: it bonobos, which is a type of great ape? Mm-hmm. Like we're like chimp, super close. Like, like we're all just like a couple of weeks away from becoming a bonobo. Although,
0: well, that's that's not how evolution <laughs> works.
1: <laughs> Excuse my I, I'm Not even going to entertain my, my my nonsense. No, that is not how it works.
0: And I don't usually say no to you. <laughs> that's but that true. One's...
1: You often are too indulgent to my my whims. <laughs>
0: That that was an instant nah. Nope. <laughs> but we were I think we're like ninety is it ninety nine point eight. Yeah, it's like stupid 90, close. It's like wow. Or ninety maybe it's ninety ninety eight point eight. We round rounded up to ninety nine. But yeah. yeah, we are very, very close to chimpanzees and but sixty percent close to a little fruit fly. Which I think makes life really fascinating. Yeah,
1: it really shows that, like the basic basics start the same. Like a mm-hmm. fruit fly to a person, and then it. Yeah. Once you've got cells that work correctly as cells, you can
0: move on from there. <laughs> well, when you think about um, a bug and us, we both have we've got eyes. Our eyes may be different, but we've we got them. Sort of a brain, hearts, digestive tracts, reproductive systems. So we need we need to we need to breathe, we need to think, mm-hmm. we need to eat,
1: we need to make more of us. Yep, that's, that's it. That's life. That's life, baby. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, everything exactly. else is a bonus.
0: <laughs> and even though they don't have um, veins because their circulatory system is open, they do have tracheae, which are little tubes that let that air, that oxygen, come in and out of their body. That so is so wild to me. They- that is crazy. <laughs>
1: How do you stop, like, infection and stuff from getting inside of you if you're just like... But I guess I guess we get infection inside of our breathe hole all the time. All the time. Yeah. Oh, yeah.
0: <sighs> Horrible. <laughs> speaking, speaking of how they breathe. So the way bugs breathe, especially think about insects and uh, arachnids here, is through spiracles. And these are, like, little pores in their bodies that allow oxygen in and they can contract them uh, or open them and the oxygen enters the spiracles and it passes i know this is the wild part for you where it just passes diffusively it just through the body in there <laughs> it just does its thing just, just like a
1: seltzer water
0: meets <laughs> carbonation it's in um but there this it doesn't always happen that way. So springtails, which we haven't talked about yet on the pod, and we we will because they're cool. They're so tiny; they don't even need this system. The oxygen just comes in through the through the pores, and they're good. There's no like there's enough pressure expansive, already. Oh wow! Yeah, there's they don't have an expansive trachea system, which is kind of cool. I mean, same thing with bug eggs; They oxygen comes in through pores because eggs need to breathe too. I have literally never thought about
1: how oxygen gets inside of an egg. How does that work? What? Pores. They're pores. So, like a a chicken egg has pores on it too, but we just don't see them because they're so
0: small. They're tiny. Yeah.
1: Blowing my mind right now.
0: Do you think that little egg has enough oxygen to last? No, certainly
1: it does not, which is why I I am blown away right now because I just can't believe I've never thought about it before. Like, how? I guess I'm just so used to, again, being a, a person. People, people. When I grew my babies, I just supplied them with oxygen with my body. Right, exactly. But but if your babies were in an egg, if my babies they were in an egg, need. they would not be getting my lungs doing the work for them. Yeah,
0: that's wild. <laughs> <laughs> well, if you if you want to get real weird, I you know I do. Uh, we can talk about parasitoids. So a parasitoid lives inside of another host, but it still needs oxygen. It it can't just live inside something and then not breathe. So there are a few ways they kind of handle this. So one way they get all the oxygen they need from the host's hemolymph, from the blood, they just latch on and that's, that's like enough for them while they're feeding. So this is pretty common for wasps. Parasitoid wasps do this. Parasitoid flies take this a few steps further and they either connect to their host's trachea directly oh. and they <laughs> yeah and they steal oxygen that way or um, my favorite method they make a little snorkel so a parasitoid fly they lay their eggs on the outside of their host then they once they hatch the larvae burrow into the host and then the the host's immune system kind of create this sort of scab around the larva and the larvae eat their way through it and continue as it burrows but the scab remains so the whole way they're kind of creating a snorkel to the outside of the thing they're parasitizing I believe, I
1: specifically requested (laughs) that we have little less horrifying horrors (laughs) happening on the podcast (laughs)
0: dislike well it's fa- it's fascinating though isn't it uh, not the word i was <laughs> fascinating hey they had a problem and they solved it, it certainly is that's unique that's all it is oh my gosh
1: <laughs> as soon as you said like tracheal like, <laughs> like i was like oh oh no this is not going well for anyone <laughs> uh, i
0: think it's it's i think it's interesting i don't Sorry, doubt that it's interesting could, maybe that was but gross, like the but... scales
1: of like the Venn diagram, like, pie chart, I guess really is what I mean. The pie chart of, like, disgust to interest, mostly disgust. <laughs> interest, but mostly disgust.
0: Yeah, uh, producer Derek is saying botflies do something similar. flies are extra gnarly. Yeah, they're super gross. I don't know if we'll cover them or not, but they're always in those, those TV shows where they're surprise- like, oh, this thing was living in me for oh, a week. yeah, yeah. There's he, some good you know? TLC
1: shows. Like, I didn't know yeah. my head TLC. was pregnant with the bot fly. Yeah. Yeah, they they show up in those things a lot. They're like, oh, I went on a safari and I didn't know I came home with a cockroach in my urethra or whatever it is. Yeah.
0: <laughs> yeah, Monsters Inside Monst- Me. Was I, the- think it, my- I think that's what it is. Monsters. My, is my dad, dad loves that show. It's a dad, dad. show.
1: A dad <laughs> yeah. show. Just just <laughs> endless river monsters followed immediately by a monster inside me. <laughs> yes. I yes. <laughs> think last time we
0: visited my parents, that's that's kind of what just happens. The All Monster yeah. channel. All monsters all the time. Yeah. <laughs> Dislike. Uh I guess we could we could move on to a less gross topic if you want me to discuss how bug eyes work. Yes, tell me about bug
1: eyes. And does the silver so the silverfish, I'm trying to zoom in. He's got eensy weensy little eyes teeny tiny little compound see. eyes on that guy very different from like the dragonfly which was like all eye all eyeball all the time
0: tons of eye on the dragonfly oh yeah because dragonfly can see almost 360 and we see that with a lot eyeballs. when you can fly you need to be able to see and, mm-hmm. and when you live in the cold
1: dark dank you don't really need <laughs> to be able to see
0: yeah so I'll- Immediately, yeah, you you recognize the pattern of why there's no light down there underneath who, that who log. Who needs a big eye? And who <laughs> needs a little eye? Yeah, it's why a lot of cave species have no eyes because they don't need them.
1: Yeah, I'm not seeing anything anyway.
0: No, there's no reason I to think make an that's eye. That's
1: kind of why the bat becomes an enigma because depending on what the bats eat depends, like, will change its level of eyesight. Because we is st- that true? produce of dark? oh yeah, uh, yeah, you'd need
2: bigger eyes to find fruit because that's not going to be as easily detected with echolocation because it doesn't move mm-hmm.
1: right how do i tell what's tree and what's fruit unless i can see it i'm blinking my eyes very bigly uh <laughs> <laughs> but like i think we think of you know, blind as a bat but it's not really true in a lot of bat species no are not blind yeah but it is true for all their friends in the cave because they're like yeah i'm not i'm not leaving here
0: I, yeah, I each, either you have really large eyes to detect whatever tiny amount of light is coming in or you have no eyes because there is no light there's nothing to see and then at the bottom of the ocean that means you make your own light yeah the bottom of the ocean is a wild
1: place it's like less explored than the moon or something like that like we know more about the moon (laughs) than we do the bottom of the ocean
0: well it's a lot harder Uh, there's not a lot going on on the moon that's true (laughs) that's true it might just be a dearth of information (laughs) (laughs) when we think about bugs so not all we I think we generally think about compound eyes, right? And that's what you were just talking yeah. about with the silverfish and with the dragonfly. Uh, not all of them have compound eyes. Oh, really? I guess I just assumed no, no. that, like, bugs have compound eyes. Well, our, our friends, the centipedes and the millipedes and others that are related to them, they don't have compound eyes. Arachnids don't have compound eyes. So spiders but They have... have many eyes. Yes, okay. they have many eyes with varying degrees of sight levels. mm Plus, we had the mason bee who had kind of those uh,
1: light-on, light-off eyes on the top of her head.
0: Right. Most insects have that. Oh, um, okay. So it's really just like picking up light, how light works. So instead of simple, uh, let's see. So arachnids do not have compound eyes. Uh, neither do horseshoe crabs, if we want to consider a horseshoe crab a bug. Uh, they have simple eyes. Um, and some of them actually have really good eyesight. So jumping spiders can see color and UV. And lots of bugs can see in the UV, actually. And that's like flower-based is what Dr. Ped was saying
1: uh, several mm-hmm. episodes ago. Is that The flowers yeah. are trying to attract specific... Friend of the pod, yeah. Dr. Dr. Pett. Dr. Pett?
0: <laughs> um, yeah, yeah. So they need to see the, the, that vibrancy attracts them, especially pollinators. So compound eyes are made up of kind of thousands of tiny eyes all put together. And uh, it helps them see a wider panoramic image, uh, which, again, is important, like you mentioned, with the dragonfly. So we see that kind of 360 view for them.
1: And that's both so they can catch stuff and so they don't get caught themselves.
0: Mm-hmm. Right, right. So you have to worry if you're a hunter, you're also going to be hunted. So you kind of need to be vigilant in that, in that sense. And then, like you said, spiders have a bunch of eyes. Um, most of them have eight, but they can have six or four or 12 or only two or no eyes like our cave dwelling buddies don't need them <laughs> you can actually tell what family spiders belong to if by looking at the the position of their eyes
1: oh so it's like a i, I was gonna say like an ink blot but that doesn't really make any sense. but
0: like the <laughs> the positioning of their like eyes a yeah <laughs> like a
1: rorschach test of like where the eyes are this shape is unique to spiders wolf spiders or ogre spiders or yeah so the wolf spiders have like this constellation and jumping Mm -hmm. spiders have this constellation of their eyes Mm -hmm. and so you could just like that oh that's a jumping spider that's a wolf spider if you memorize the pattern of their eyes
0: it's pretty fail safe i think there's an image that always goes around the internet of all the different yeah different spider eye patterns memorize the constellation of your eyes what a sentence. Um, and then I have, I think I have two other questions here on the on the sheet. It's about butterflies tasting with their feet.
1: Yeah. Okay. So and, so I've heard that before. Yeah. That a butterfly lands on you, he's tasting you. And I think I've heard mm-hmm. that about flies as well. That they taste on their feet. Is that a common bug thing? Or is the silverfish gonna taste me when he runs away
0: from <laughs> me as I try to get him <laughs> out of my bathroom? You're. Uh, it's very common for. For insects to be able to um, quote taste,
1: right? I think that's the (laughs) with their feet. The first thing you need to know is: do they taste or do they just like sense? It's this is so we call
0: it this is whatever (laughs) we call it chemo reception. It's their ability to pick up chemicals on whatever they're touching. Um, This is important if you're looking for food, so you know what food is. Uh, they generally also have them on their antennae and other parts of their bodies and their legs. So it's not just their little seeds.
1: Oh, okay. That are doing so they have this. several points where they can touch something and be like, nom, nom. Oh, this is...
0: I know what that is. Yeah. yeah. This is
1: protein or whatever.
0: Uh, crickets actually have these chemoreceptors on their ovipositor. So they touch the soil to figure out if that soil is where they want to lay their eggs. Yeah, I definitely don't want to think of it as like tasting. It's like <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> on ovipositor. Yeah. No thing. Yeah, there's a lot of options. <laughs> but um, yeah, just how it's really easy to detect what you're on and whether or not it's safe to be there, or if it's food, or where you want to lay eggs, if it's directly on your feet.
1: Oh, hold on. Sorry, I'm, I'm doing art and <laughs> stuff over here.
0: Oh, wait, are you making a hero of the silverfish? Um, or are you just doing art stuff
1: i don't know if i'd use the word hero with our good friend <laughs> Silverfish. no uh let me send you his his basic form here so he's he's a basic dude <laughs> that is certainly the words i would use to describe this drawing <laughs> uh, i tried to make him oh you can see my notes sorry you're gonna see my notes that's okay. I'm I'm interested in what your notes are. Oh my notes are just me trying to figure out how like Kingdom and phylum stuff works. <laughs> <laughs> so I've I've gone I've tried to capture the essence of a young just recently. Uh uh he's an adult now, even though he still looks like a child because he his his incomplete <laughs> metamorphosis has led him to still looking exactly like a child. Uh he is very patient. He's like, <laughs> I try to do a basic boy. So he's wearing a, a sweater. He's wearing his... He's got a, a hoodie. He's got a hoodie on. He's got uh, some jeans on. He's got a messenger bag full of books that he's probably going to eat later. Uh, I've given him my father's haircut. hmm Yes. <laughs> oh, Paul, I'm learning so much about your dad on this podcast. He's a great guy. Everyone likes him. I gave him some. Uh, some... Converse shoes the most basic of shoe. Uh and I tried to capture a a fella who you would let tickle you, but not in a creepy way. In a way that you both enjoy. <laughs> consensual consensual <tickling>. It's consent. <laughs> he's interested in consent, the silverfish boy. He's he's learned a thing or two He he might run away from him to chase him. That's... Well, he's scared of commitment, but you know. He's still so young, you know.
0: He's, just a wee bab. Oh, yeah, listeners, I would not. <laughs> I would call this our least heroly hero. <laughs> he is like any dude on the street you'd walk by, and that is the Silverfish, yeah, to a T. He babysits Absolutely. the
1: the babies the earwig has. I don't know what order this comes out <laughs> in. Maybe he's uh, Wooly well, he Bear's
0: babysitter. Sometimes they they hang out in like a. <laughs> Well, Isabella has to go. Isabella's got to go. Her She's got superhero adventures. Got things
1: to do. Superhero things that she has to accomplish. She's gonna hang out with Silverfish for a few hours. Willy Bear, and they like go to the park and play ball. You know, they play like catch. Oh, I pictured them
0: playing Xbox. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah.
1: <laughs> but none of no no violent games. they're just playing like
0: Minecraft. No. <laughs> yeah. yeah oh silverfish you magnificent boy he's just, he's
1: just a good boy a, he's a good a basic boy. boy but sometimes that's what you want you just want a basic boy who's like wholesome i don't need anything fancy dare i say i might have married
0: Fantastic. a silverfish boy <laughs> sorry cody oh cody i don't know cody cody makes what i've heard are excellent pizzas that's and that's true. not a basic boy move mm, mm. You
1: know Silverfish likes a pizza though. He's bringing pizza when he's babysitting Wooly Bear. He shows oh, up absolutely. at the front door with a cheese in
0: hand. Speaking speaking of pizza, which is making me hungry for lunch. <laughs> um I think I think we had one more Oh yeah, one more question which again, I'm pretty sure all these questions came from you. What's what's up with bug mouth parts?
1: What is up with bug mouth parts?
0: Okay, so again to
1: like when we want to make something alien we make it look like a bug right Mm -hmm. so a lot of the scarier aliens i'm thinking specifically of the alien from aliens they have scary mouth parts i think this alien alien is actually based off like a a moray eel or something like that where it has like the secret second jaw yeah the the second jaw yeah but bugs it feels like especially on like a crab if we're gonna count crabs in i think you just see the crab mouth more where it's got like
0: oh yeah multiple moving around multiple
1: moving parts to it where it's like
0: like i don't know bug bug mouths (laughs) are like a whole thing they are a whole thing uh so they they do come in a variety of shapes and sizes and uh what their mouth parts look like really depends on uh, what they eat, and how they eat. Right. So, for example, insect mouthparts come in four types, either piercing and sucking, so we can think of the mosquito for that.
1: Which is uh, actually chewing, multiple
0: piercers, right? Multiple little piercers. Uh, horrifying. Yeah, I love that you remember that. <laughs> um, <laughs> I guess because it's horrifying. It is. Um, oh, chewing. So... There's plenty of bugs that chew grasshoppers, uh, cockroaches. And is that more of the side to side? Our friend the silverfish is a chewer. Oh, he's
1: a chewer. Mm-hmm,
0: mm-hmm. He's a chewer. Um, There's siphoning, which is like the a butterfly. So the long. So use like a straw. Okay. Not a piercer, but a straw. And then there's spongy mouth parts. I hate that. I hate, I don't even know what it is yet. And I, <laughs> I hate the phrase spongy mouth parts. <laughs> It's a little bit gross. It reminds me of the... There's this, a species of mosquito. I think, I think it's a couple species. It's definitely a genus. Where they have a spongy mouth part and they harass ants until the ants throw up. And oh. then they soak they soak that up. So that's like a... Yeah, I think we talked sorry, about someone was harassing gross, the, the ants. Yeah. Uh. That's a spongy mouth part. So chelicerates, which are spiders scorpions um they have fangs or kind of like pincher pintery mouth parts they can't chew at all so they that's why they have to liquefy their prey oh there's okay. no chewing sometimes they have pedipalps, which are the tiny the tiny legs that they help hold the prey in place i was explaining
1: pedipalps to my son the other day because <laughs> you were I was because we were reading a a book we have that's like from the 90s i think i i think i talked about it in the very first episode of of this podcast where he was reading this bug book from the 90s that's also translated from japanese so like not all the facts are like good anymore and also some of the facts Mm -hmm. are like translated in really awkward ways yeah like he was looking at this picture of a spider and he was like because we were making spiders with our hands and i was going like this i my hands crossed at the thumbs and then i have eight legs because i have four fingers on each side and then i was talking about my thumbs being Aww. the pedipalps right because i was trying to make it spidery <laughs> and so we just ended up talking about pedipalps because we were looking at pictures of spiders to figure out how to make our hands the most spidery so he did a good job i like that he knows all about yeah, those little
0: pedipalps there's usually the uh there's like three pairs of mouth parts called the maxilla maxilla one and two and then mandibles so the maxilla are like lips they're like bug like bug lips, the little top part. Yeah, they kind of help hold the food in place while they chew. And that's and like a, I feel like a grasshopper often gets drawn. With yeah, lips. yeah. I don't think it's yeah. fault. <laughs> Their their maxilla, I think, are really easy to see. That's probably why. But yeah, grasshopper. Well, we just is a watched great... that
1: blue beetle trailer, and his face kind of has. Because he doesn't quite have the, the the Power Ranger mask, right? Where he, it's completely static. His is kind of yeah. static until you reach his jaw. And then his jaw is free moving. So I wonder if... It is a weird costume. Yeah, it's, it's yeah. weird in the comics too. There, you can kind of tell who's got an idea of how it works and who doesn't based on how they draw it. Because sometimes it's just like he's wearing a mask but his mouth can move. <laughs> You're like, that's not how that works. So I guess I would qualify Blue Beetle's new mask as grasshoppery with one upper lip and then a chewer <laughs> ong, ong, ong. with obvious maxilla
0: yeah, yeah that's the word
1: and <laughs> we have mandibles right that's what our jaw is called a man our
0: jaw is a mandible. mandible
1: chomp chomp chomp
0: i mean they they also have um mandibles that's the chewy yeah the chewy part so most no, so that i mean that's will have a mandible. the basics about mouth parts yeah. right. right i think that's all the questions so Amanda, how many legs would you give Silverfish, our basic boy? Part of the most
1: basic boy. Part of me wants to reward him for being so basic, the the building block on which many another bug has <laughs> has launched forth and become much more unique and interesting. Uh, but then again, I don't think I should because I should reward individuality, <laughs> I should... charisma, uniqueness.
0: Nerve and Nerve talent.
1: <laughs> <laughs> uh, I just don't know that Silverfish has any of those things. Uh, while he is a good boy, I, I think I gotta give him like, like two. I'll give. I'll reward him with a leg for being so wholesome. But I can't go higher than two. I'm afraid because he's just the simplest
0: of boys. <laughs>
1: he's, a, he's just a dish
0: sponge of a of a bug. Oh, poor, but yeah, I'm going to give him two. Yeah. I'm also going to give him two legs. No, no. Offense. Sorry, Silverfish. Silverfish. Like we... He also, he loses points with me for destroying books because yeah. I love books. Fair. I
1: also, I feel like he could have wings so easily and doesn't. And I feel like wings <laughs> go
0: along. It's not like he chose not to. No, he definitely chose not to.
1: And he <laughs> feels more like a less interesting roly poly when i look at him oh yeah he's like a roly-poly that hasn't figured out how to be cool yet you know he like hasn't reached his
0: (laughs) (laughs) he's a bug (laughs) that's fine oh silverfish what a guy what a lad Uh, just just
1: a fella and important (laughs) but uh you know maybe he'll get power someday
0: but certainly not yet (laughs) (laughs) i think uh i think that's everything right derek
1: so if you want to be a bug hero, like our friend Sheena, you could always reach out to us at BugsNeedHeroes.com, at BugsNeedHeroes at gmail.com, at reddit.com backslash whatever, however those HTMLs <laughs> work. So whatever the subreddit is for BugsNeedHeroes. It's Bugs need heroes. YouTube, BugsNeedHeroes. Instagram, Bugs need heroes. And uh, I think that's everything. I think that's everything. Yeah. I guess I can put we're on Twitter, too. Bugs need heroes. Well. <laughs> if you Google Bugs Need Heroes, you will find us. <laughs> and that's how, that's how Google's meant to work. Love you, bye! Bugs Need Heroes is created by Derek Conrad and Kelly Zimmerman. Hosted by Amanda Allen-Nyde and Kelly Zimmerman. Bugs Need Heroes is produced and edited by Derek Conrad. Our music is Ladybug Castle by Roll Music. All character art by Amanda Allen-Nyde. Got a bug question? Email us at bugsneedheroes at gmail.com. Check us out on bugsneedheroes.com for the visual companion to our episodes with the artwork of the bug related heroes. We also have an Instagram, Twitter, and subreddit under the Bugs Need Heroes name. Thanks for coming by. So you're telling me that snakes is like bugs, it's a vibe?